0: Welcome to another episode of Mutual Growth, a podcast by Penn Community Bank. I'm your host, Aaron Clark. As our communities continue to respond to the coronavirus pandemic, one local hospital is working to meet the nutritional needs of Upper Bucks County students, all while keeping an eye on what comes next. Today, I'm joined by Dennis Flieger, president of St. Luke's Quakertown and Upper Bucks campuses to discuss their summer meals program and talk about the hospital's response to COVID-19. In our conversation, we cover the importance of consistent and healthy meals for developing minds, the trickle-down effects of the coronavirus pandemic, and what individuals and businesses can do to stay safe and healthy. After the show is over, be sure to check out the show notes and links to resources at penncommunitybank.com slash podcast. All right, Dennis Fleeker, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, obviously, uh, as part of, of St. Luke's, part of a, a medical system that's responding to an international pandemic, we, we're so grateful for your time today, and thanks for taking a few minutes. Um, before we dive into what we're covering today, which is you know your summer lunch program, um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your role at St. Luke's, and, and how's the Upper Bucks campus doing now that you're fully up and running and in the middle of a pandemic?
1: <laughs>
0: sure, I'll be happy to do
1: that. So uh, I'm the president here at the St. Luke's Quakertown and Upper Bucks campus, so we are a two-hospital system here right here in Quakertown, as well as 12 hospitals across the greater uh, Lehigh Valley region here. And uh, we're in two states, so, you know, very large network, uh, ready to serve our communities. We had the privilege of opening up a new hospital here in our community back December of 2019. And, uh, you know, it's been quite the uh, quite the few months since December, we, we thought moving a hospital was gonna be the first and biggest challenge we'd be facing. Little did we know that three months later, we'd be facing a worldwide pandemic. Um, in this role, I've had the opportunity to help bring this campus to life, as well as plan for the future at the, at the, what was, what was Quakertown campus. Mm-hmm. And also I'm involved with our planning here for the COVID uh, pandemic here on our campus and making sure that we're able to support our community effectively. Since we've been up and running though, it's really gone very well here. We've had uh, great success. Our volumes have been strong. The patient's experience has been great. The people love the new facility, the private rooms, and all the home-like amenities that we put into this uh, building as we were constructing it have really made a great difference in our community as well as to our patient experience,
0: and we couldn't be more happy. Yeah, that's great. Like you said, uh, certainly an unanticipated uh, need, but glad that everything's uh, operational. Um, we'll get back to, to talking about COVID-19, you know, towards the end of this. But why we really wanted to have you on today was to talk about something that St. Luke's uh, and your campus has partnered with Penn Community Bank on for uh, a couple of years now. Um, and that's your summer meal program for the Quakertown area. Can you just give uh, folks an introduction to that program and how it kind of came about? Sure.
1: So last year we started this program and it was really a unique opportunity. We realized when we did our community health needs assessment that Between 50 and 60% of the children in the Quakertown school district Mm subsidize lunches. So what that really means is come Memorial Day or there shortly after when the school system closes down, children really don't have anywhere to go for uh, a nutritious lunch over the summer. So last year with the help of Penn Community Bank, uh, St. Luke stepped up and we offered meals every day uh, from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And uh, families could come, anybody 18 and under could come here for a free meal And uh, we were able to do that. And what that allowed was 30 students every day were showing up at our facility. And it was great since we were located right in the borough of Quakertown. They were able to walk to the facility, have a a lunch. And at that point, they were able to spend about two hours with us. And they would play games together and hang out and kind of be their own little community for that two hour period. Mm -hmm. So it was really a great way to see the students come together like that, um, you know, to, to receive these meals. The other thing we were able to support at that time with the help of Penn Community Bank was the CSA or community supported agriculture. So every week we had uh, shares of C uh, of the agriculture delivered to the hospital. And we were able to distribute those to the families. And what was really neat with it was we found out, you know, that we have started delivering um, recipes with the food as well, because we found a lot of people didn't know what to cook. And I know I was in the same boat. My <laughs> wife did a CSA for a while. And if you got Swiss chard, I didn't know what exactly that <laughs> even was. So, uh, We put recipes with them, and this really helped the families to take advantage of it. And the final piece of the program is a weekend snack bag that we send the children home with on Fridays. And this really gave them an opportunity to have nutritious food over the weekend when our program wasn't running. It helped them to bridge that gap from Friday to Monday and then be able to come back and take part of it again. So that was how the program started. This year, we had a a dramatic increase in it because with COVID have coming on board here, things have changed so much. So the school systems really got involved. And we've been fortunate this year, Quaker Town Community School District, the Upper Perk School District, and others are able to um, have the meals at their facilities ready for the kids. They just drive up and pick up. And then we started delivering the CSA and the uh, backpacks to those places as well and working with the community. So What has been absolutely amazing to me was last year, especially hearing from family members, the difference this has made in their, in their kids' lives. And hearing people talk about, I go to lunch at St. Luke's, like it's more than, it's more than just a hospital to them now. And that's really what we want to see healthcare become.
0: No, that's, that's great. And I think one of the things, you know, you you mentioned about subsidized, you know, meals during the year, and then obviously the importance of kind of bridging that gap during the weekends and the summer, um, but you put a focus on, you know, community agriculture and kind of the nutrition uh, of food security. Can you can you speak to the importance for young children developing minds to have that nutritious meal uh, ready and available? Sure. It it makes such a difference for kids when you're when you're
1: concerned about where your next meal is going to come from. And then families also told us that, you know, they were concerned with the quality of food that they were Mm -hmm. able to afford. And you know, it leads to childhood obesity. It leads to other health issues down the road for children when they don't get to start off on the right foot. And having uh, partners from the school system to the bank to the Penn community, helping us to be able to make a change in kids' lives and get them off on a good setting, so that they don't have to worry about the food. Now they can worry about learning. And those those keys to education are really what's going to help set them up for the future. They learn how to eat well. They learn how to be more healthy. It just really rounds them out as a as, as a as the future of our, our communities. And uh, so it's really great to see that. And, you know, when you look at how many children are being serviced this year, so far this year, we've already uh, Quaker Town School District has given out fifty five hundred meals. Wow. I'm sorry, eleven thousand meals so far. Wow. And over in Upper Perk, they're doing nine hundred meals a week through Open Link. So this is the impact that these programs are having. We've given away 389 backpacks so far and over 50 boxes of
0: agriculture to the community.
1: So this is really going to make an
0: impact for kids for, for years to come. I, obviously, as a hospital, you're, you're largely focused on responding to the, to the pandemic um, that we're seeing right now. Uh, you mentioned kind of the impact of that on this year's summer meals program as far as need. Um, what are some of the other kind of trickle-down effects you're seeing from, from COVID-19 when it comes to health, um, either for students or, or families or the community in general? I think one of the biggest things that everybody's
1: struggling with right now is the isolation. Mm. You know, we've, uh, we've spent the last, you know, four to five months now really, you know, sort of hunkered down in our houses, uh, barricaded kind of away from each other with, you know, doing all the things we have to do uh, to keep our whole community safe. And during that time, you know, people's jobs have been disrupted, lives have been sort of turned upside down. And so what we're finding is a lot of anxiety among people right now from youth through to adults. You know, they're uncertain about the future. Where are we going? How is this gonna work? And what do I do for the future? So uh, we also found people were not necessarily taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they were putting off their healthcare needs for routine checks and uh, those type of things. We did a lot to try to make sure that we could uh, change quickly to adapt to this uh, sort of pandemic world. And uh, one of the things that St. Luke's did was we partnered with Microsoft Teams and we were able to deliver virtual visits to our patients very quickly. And this really allowed us to continue to follow up on those people with comorbidities and things so that we could check on them constantly and make sure that they were doing well. Uh, now that the practices are starting to open up more, those, you know people are choosing to come back and be face-to-face with their providers, but we still have that option to be able to do virtual stuff. But we're really seeing that mental health aspect is going to probably be the next issue that systems are going to have to deal with over the several months as we give, as things start to open and and not open as quickly as we would like at times sure. for, for the economy part. Um, so I think that's, to me, where we're really seeing this. And you know, for, for health systems like us, you know, we're fortunate here now with this new facility, we had the all private rooms, So it really allowed us to respond very well to this pandemic. Uh, we were able to put together great plans for surge and all those type of things should it happen. And uh, we we're really happy to see that occur, that we had the capacity to be able to handle people should we have needed that. We've been very fortunate in our community here. And, you know, gee, the community has just really rallied around us as well as, you know, overall been very responsive to the request of social distancing and hand washing and mask wearing. And, you know, it's made a huge difference. And we really, you know, we weren't we none of us in Bucks County were really overrun. So we've been very fortunate with that.
0: Now, as you said, between opening a new campus, a global pandemic and running a really impactful and effective school uh, or summer lunch program, uh, I'm sure you have all the time in the world, but uh, what other health initiatives is St. Luke's uh, working towards this year or, or does it see on the horizon? So one of the things we did this year was we, uh,
1: we, we are trying to continue to expand our um, community supported agriculture among our own employees. And this year, uh, our, our sale of our to our own employees of our agriculture supply has really gone up. So it's great to see our employees embracing this. Um, one of the big things we do is we work with our employees uh, to make sure, because we have, you know, 15,000 employees across our network. So no. you know, it's, a, it's a pretty large population of people we deal with. And we work with them to make sure that they're getting their health care taken care of and working on healthy lifestyle choices. Because we believe that as a health care provider, we have to be able to set the example for what healthy living looks like. So uh, we work a lot with our staff to bring down their blood pressure and obesity and all those things. But some of the things that we've changed this year to help our community stay, in ta- uh, stay involved with us from a health standpoint is we started doing, um, we, we still have a tail on the trail program. So this is where you can sign up and walk with teams and, and get points for doing uh, walking events and stuff, as well as, um, as well as having a virtual walk with your doctor. And so we have our physicians go out for a walk and they can zoom and walk with a, with a group of people at the same time. And they talk about health topics as they're out and about. So those things really do help to uh, keep us connected to our community and our patients and make sure that they understand that we're here for them. And uh, those are kind of the two newest ones that we're sort of uh, been rolling
0: out this year. That sounds great. Um, uh, We like to, to kind of wrap up these, these interviews with just some, uh, some applicable you know news you can use uh, obviously talking to uh, a person at the forefront of the coronavirus pandemic response i'd be uh, derelict in my duty if i didn't ask you know what can people be doing to to stay healthy to stay safe uh whether it's in their individual lives at work um or as they start to as you said reopen uh, the yeah i think the biggest
1: thing is the first thing is to stay calm you know everybody you know there's a lot of news out there there's a lot of information I think the first thing is you just have to stay calm. I think then after that is taking basic steps to keep yourself healthy, which involve social distancing, wear your mask when you're in public, wash your hands. Don't cough on each other. Those are some of the biggest things we can do to stop the spread of this disease. At your workplace and stuff, you know, most of the employers now have been great about working with telework and other things like that to keep people working, but at the same time keeping a socially distance. So those are great things that people can be doing. And, uh, you know, and not to forget to care about the rest of your health. Um, you know, don't forget to go for your, you know, your normal things because you don't want to have other health issues arise just because of this, uh, pandemic at this point. And, you know, I would re- really, once again, I would really like to thank our communities. You know, they've really done a great job responding to this. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, nothing's ever hundred percent perfect and we can't expect that, but I think we, if we're all kind to each other, respectful of each other and, uh, work together, we can overcome anything.
0: So uh, I think we're in good shape moving forward. A positive note to end on. Dennis Flieger, thank you so much for joining us today uh, and best of luck uh, moving forward. Thank you so
1: much. And thank you for Penn Community Bank's support of this program. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Mutual Growth, a podcast by Penn Community Bank. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. And as always, keep up with the latest from Penn Community Bank by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Penn Community Bank and connecting with us on LinkedIn. For more information about this podcast, links to past episodes, and to learn more about community first banking, just visit PennCommunityBank.com podcast. Mutual Growth is the official podcast of Penn Community Bank, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It is produced for the benefit of current and prospective customers and partner organizations. This program is provided solely for educational and entertainment purposes. The information contained herein is based on sources believed to be reliable, but is not represented to be complete, and its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions, views, and estimates expressed are those of the presenters at the date of production and are subject to change without notice. Please email marketing at penncommunitybank.com regarding booking or repurposing any part of this podcast.